Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, another edition. I'm, I'm talking a little faster this week because we're coming up on the Oaks and Derby, and then the next week it's the 85th running of the Long Acres Mile in between the Kentucky Derby via simulcast. Of course, Joe with you along with Vince Brune and Wes Petrie. Vince, and howdy doody. Good afternoon, Joe. We're into the month of September officially today, and it's Oaks and uh, Derby Week here at Emerald Downs. Yes. Last year was the earliest date in history for the Long Acres Mile, August 11th. This year is the latest date in history for the Long Acres Mile, September 10th. But we are getting uh, jazzed about the 8.30 post time on Thursday night, September 10th for the 85th Mile. We are, Joe, and we have 22 horses nominated. Uh, weights will be released uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, and entries taken at uh, noon on Saturday for the 85th mile. Let's run down the noms real quick, uh, headed by a couple of Peter Redekop horses trained by Blaine Wright. Another twist of fate and any port in a storm. Background, the only three-year-old nominated, Coulterberry, winner of the Washington Cup last year, the Classic. Divine Dental, Elliot Bay, in sharp form this year. We'll be talking to his trainer here, in, uh, excuse me, his former trainer here in a little bit. Five-star General, Grinder Sparks Glow, he's the reason. Hollywood Heat, Italiano, Killarney Lass, the only Philly nominated to the mile. Lawan, Majestic Eagle, McCall Lane, more power to him, who we saw here last year, of good report. The very fast Papa's Golden Boy, Rally Cat, Take Charge Deputy, The Press, and Vicente Shadow. You have rattled off 22 names headed toward the Long Acres Mile, possibly. And, of course, uh, the maximum number in the gate would be 12. And we are expecting a pretty good-sized field, aren't we? I think we are. And in 
if we go over 12, then it is high weights preferred. We Weights will be released tomorrow by the uh, racing office. We'll have those up at emeralddowns.com. Take a look at those, and then we will enter on Saturday. Yeah, as you mentioned, Saturday about noon. And that's going to be on Facebook Live, by the way. So tune into Facebook Live Saturday noon for the draw for the 85th mile. It'll be in the Fletcher Center at Emerald Downs. Uh, public cannot attend that, but... Uh, we're going to do it. And uh, um, Blaine Wright, of course, those top two horses you named, the first two horses you named, because Peter Redekop is uh, naming everybody with the letter A, first letter A, the last several years. Another twist of fate, last raced in the 2019 Preakness Stakes, and any port in a storm had that gallant runner-up second last year here at Emerald Downs in the 2019 mile, and he was horse of the meeting here last year. That race you called, Joe, last year, where those pink silks, uh, Peter Redekop, boy, that horse did everything but oh, win, didn't he? Gosh. He was still our horse of the meet. You know, he had the two other big stakes wins and a real, real good try in the mile. Yeah, boy, and if another twist of fate runs, you know, that would be exciting to see a horse that was on the Triple Crown Trail last year in the starting gate at Emerald Downs. Yeah, just a tremendous resume he has. Another twist of fate one of the nominees, Blaine Wright, uh, spoke with him this morning, and he's not ruling out the possibility of running both of those horses. So, uh, again, we'll find out. 22 nominees, 12 can run, and uh, it's going to be an exciting mile. I guess the top local horse, uh, surprisingly for me, and maybe for you, is Elliott Bay after his win in the Mount Rainier. Well, yeah, he's two for two at the meet. Can't mm-hmm. do any better than that. And, uh, you know, he had to work last time to get by Papa's Golden Boy. So that was uh, a pretty cool race in the Mount Rainier. And now uh, stretching out, Elliott Bay has proven he can route before, Joe. Yes, and Papa's Golden Boy is expected to enter the mile. That very fast son of Harbor the Gold, trained by Vince Gibson, who had the two sensational sprint wins before the Mount Rainier this season at Emerald Downs and uh, Gary Wales uh, he his plan I talked to Gary after that race and Vince Gibson and they just said let's just let him roll it's worked a couple of times and uh, and you don't have any problem with that strategy now in the mile they might want to just take a little hold so he doesn't go 43 and two I well yeah and you know I'm I'm a little bit like you said more the other way. If you've got a weapon, use it. And he really has rare, rare Ugh. speed. I mean, and he throws everyone else off their game because if you darned if you do and darned if you don't, if you try to go with him, you're going to get outrun. But if you let him go, you know, he might not come back to you. And he almost got that six and a half furlongs. And he, you're right, Joe. He would have to relax a little bit more than that to get the mile. Just a little bit. But there is a ton of talented speed there with Papa's golden boy and makes for a real interesting race as well. So 22 nominees to the mile post time, 8.30 p.m. on Thursday evening, September 10th at Emerald Downs. Again, you can watch the draw on Facebook Live this Saturday at noon. That's the normal uh, Thursday draw day for Emerald Downs Thursday racing. So the mile is coming right up. Our trivia question this week will reflect the mile. We'll do that a little bit later. We're going to talk to Howard Belvoir, who trained Elliott Bay to a Gottstein Futurity win in 2017. And uh, T.J. O'Brien's also going to join us to talk Kentucky Derby, which is this Saturday. And uh, kind of the national scene, we have so much to talk about locally, Vince. We haven't concentrated too much on national stuff this year, but the Derby... 
uh, was set for September 5th way back when, and September 5th is this Saturday. Gates open at Emerald Downs at 7.30 a.m. First Churchill Downs race at 8. Now, we are going to have limited capacity at Emerald Downs, so seating for first come, first served. And we have to do the social distancing. We just do have a limited amount of time, but there is going to be a betting window outside at the steps. And you can park for free. You can go up and make your wagers for free without even coming in. Um, And then we're going to actually have another betting window uh, at the north edge of the Newcomers Center in that area. And if you do make your bets in that area with a live teller or a SAM, then you do have to uh, vacate that area back to the simulcast. Anyway, the Derby is scheduled for 4 p.m. our time, West Coast time. And the Kentucky Oaks is a huge matchup as well at 2.45 p.m. Swiss Skydiver and Gamine going at it. Uh, T.J. O'Brien will help us with the Kentucky Derby. Any thoughts on the Derby or Oaks this year? Well, I just read, uh, I think, where Art Collector is now out of the Derby, and that's a big disappointment because mm-hmm. he looked like the one who was improving and might have a chance to tackle Tiz the Law because you and I talked, Joe, we both haven't really gone over the race with a fine-tooth comb, but Tiz the Law, just from what we've seen, can handle the distance, handle virtually any race scenario that comes up. He is one heck of a horse. He is rare. There's no question about it. He is rare. He's three to five morning line in his 17 horse field. So you're going to be getting some huge prices if you like somebody else. And uh, we'll get to the Derby a little bit later. But uh, let's see. Last week at Emerald Downs, we had a couple of stakes. Uh, Handicappers did well with uh, their selections overall. Um, Let's see. Let's go over last week a little bit. Time for gold. How good is she? She won the Shinpo by, what, 11 lengths? Yeah, and uh, she got a 68 buyer, which was one better than her uh, previous win in the Angie C. And, Joe, 68 buyer for a two-year-old filly this time of year. That's very, very good. Oh, she is something else. Daughter of Harbor the Gold uh, had the one post when she won the Angie C. And this time she just uh, responded to Javier Matias on the... uh, uh, battling for the lead a little bit, but man, then she pulled away to win by 11, and she ran the uh, fastest time for a juvenile filly in yeah. track history for six and a half furlongs, 115 and three. Yeah, and I look back now to think she was in a $25,000 claiming yeah. race in her first start, and Joe, we were real bright. We both tried to beat her last year with our picks in that race. Last so that- week, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, why don't we listen to Tom Harris's call of that Barbara Shin post stakes right now? Time for gold, and Javier Matias takes a peek over the shoulder, and he lets the girl go. She's opened up four, five now in deep stretch. Time for gold is opening clear on the field, chased by Sacagawea, but time for gold is in front to win it by seven. Time for gold. Uh, Frank Lucarelli trainee owned by Chad and Josh, our leading owners, and uh, no more stakes for juvenile fillies at the current meeting, except for the Godstein Futurity. We've seen a few fillies do well in that over the years. Yeah, we've last few years we saw Blazing Beauty win, and uh, I, I, boy, I think Northwest I, Factor, Northwest Factor, owned by co-owned by none other than Joe Withy. That was and, fun, and she was twenty-four to one. Yeah, I boy, talk to my lawyer. Talk to my Smarty lawyer, Deb. Smarty Deb. Yeah. Perfect. So point is, they have a good history here, and why not? Yeah. I mean, that would. Uh, I would certainly give it a try. Okay, time for gold. Tremendous. Uh, how about honors for last week? Um, you have those that list. I sure do. Our Jockey of the Week, James Wooten Jr., 
pair of nice wins gets the uh, jockey of the week blaine wright who we talked about with his one-two punch possibly in the mile four wins is mm-hmm. our trainer of the week john parker another big big week for him uh with a couple wins he's up to eight for the meet good going john and time for gold the wabred of the week and why not she was uh-huh. really really good yeah indeed uh, and parker just missed with Lawan against Wind Ribbon as well. That was a tough loss, uh, tough luck loss for Lawan. You know, and sometimes horses. It's funny, Joe. They you can gain stature in your mind with losses sometimes. Because yes. Lawan did there for me because didn't miss the break kind of. And uh, Wind Ribbon's a nice horse, and uh, he just missed. He just missed another stride and a half. Another one stride probably gets the victory. But uh, Lawan second to Wind Ribbon in that uh, Wednesday feature race. Might have been a Thursday race. It was Wednesday, yeah. Thank Uh you. Thank you for that correction. Okay, we are on Horse Racing Northwest right here. We recapped the Barber Shinpo. Time for Gold has this sensational thing going on. And then uh, you ask, how good is she? And after we watched the WTBOA lads, we were thinking the same thing. How good is this horse? Uh And let's hear Tom Harris's call. They come off the turn, Seattle's best secret to the outside with a final furlong to go. But out front, it is Dutton who's opening up clear now. And Dutton looking to take them gate to wire in the lads. Home in front by six. That was a horse by the name of Dutton. You heard his name, and it was his race all the way in the WTBOA lads. I think he was the fifth horse in track history, two-year-old, to break his maiden, or win his career debut, actually, in a stakes race. And are we going to eventually rename Vince the WTBOA lads to something else? Maybe we can call it the Howard Belvoir Stakes. Listen to this. Since 2016, so lucky. 2017, Elliott Bay. 2019, Muncie. And 2020, Dutton. All trained by Howard Belvoir and owned or co-owned by Rising Star Stable, Vicky Potter and Gang. They are spoiled. And Howard is uh, doing what a good trainer does. He is selecting individuals at a sale that uh, could possibly turn into runners. Then he's training them and he is winning Juvenile Stakes. Howard Belvoir joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Howard, congratulations. Thank you very much, guys. It's, uh, it's an honor to be on your show, and it's an honor to be training hours like that. Oh, my gosh. Howard is in the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame for his longevity and his outstanding accomplishment. Uh, Vince talked about his, I think it was his 19th juvenile stakes win at Emerald Downs. And of course, three Long Acres miles at Emerald Downs for Howard Belvoir. He's in our Hall of Fame and he's acting like a Hall of Fame trainer. Howard, I was about 25 feet from you during the running of the lads and I didn't want to say anything. You had a first time starter who had to get scratched out of the King County Express. He was a little unruly, uh, but uh, you had to enjoy that race and and when Dutton was getting close to the wire, you said, boy, I told you he was good. In fact, I told you he was a freak. And boy, uh, tell us about Dutton, the individual. Uh, I, I bought him out of the sale. He's a very attractive colt. And uh, I didn't think he'd go for that much money. He went for 30000 But uh, he, he's a good horse to train and... and uh, from the word go, I, I said, this has got to be a good one. And, and he's what I call kind of a freak because I 
I don't think he should be have ability. Does the, uh, you know from the word go, he showed speed, and his mother has shown a couple that's decent. But I think this is really a nice colt. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, you've had uh, recent success, but you've had Sundance Circle, who you told uh, Mike Alhadoff, you know, he's going to go for some money, but I think he's going to be worth it. He was uh, immigration. You got for a little bit less money. You picked him out uh, as an individual. Um, it's just a tribute to you knowing horse flesh, and uh, we witness it out when you want. We observe you watching training in the morning. Um, you just uh, have an astute eye that you have developed over the years. Uh, congratulations. And 30000 did you have Rising Star people kind of wondering, are we paying this much money for this horse? Is this going to be a good one? They shouldn't question you on whatever you do. What, what's up with that? Well, they, they're what you call the best owners in the country because <laughs> uh, they never question me. Uh, Vicki Potter, which is the head of the group, uh, there's a pretty staunch, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, what would you say, it's a contract. And okay. It's, it says in there, Howard's got everything, they sold everything, so it puts a lot of pressure on me, but they never say anything. We have two meetings a year, and I keep telling them every meeting that they're lucky. I said, it can't, doesn't happen like this always something goes wrong <laughs> with them or something you know so but they've been very fortunate great owners they've been good for emerald downs they always want to keep their horses here they said we want to want to help the program here and uh, they've had good enough horses they could go anywhere and somebody asked me if i had any calls on the colt because there's always somebody looking mm-hmm. uh and uh, I said, well, everybody knows I don't sell and the people don't sell. So, so they just leave us alone. So. Watching that so race. Oh. Go ahead. Well, that that was uh, that horse has rare speed, Howard Dutton. That was uh, a nice horse. John's on point chased him into the turn, and he had to kind of give up. Dutton was just just too fast for him. The, the obvious question, though, now you go probably into the Gottstein Futurity. Um, you've had good success stretching out, but how do you stretch out a speedster like, like, uh, Dutton? Well, it's, uh, it's pretty easy. Just put him on a lead and <laughs> let the others try to catch him. <laughs> but it's really tough. Uh, you know, it's tough. He was scratched in the first stage. Uh, and if, as far as the trainer, probably did a bad job on him because he's in the one hole in a stake, 12 horse field. Uh, he's been a little nervous in the gate, so I should have probably scratched him, but this is one colt in my life. I wanted to get started before something happened to see if he's as good as I thought he was. So I ran him, and he got down under the gate, could have been ruined, and uh, he's still got a little bit uh, bigger leg behind, but uh, he's, he's tough, too. Mentally, he's tough. Wow. He's tough, so he's got every attribute to be a good horse. A son of Nusito, who's going to have just very few runners, because unfortunately Nusito did pass uh, shortly after his first year at stud uh, uh, breeding mares. And, uh, yeah, a lot of attention on him at the sale, but Howard said, let's keep going. He got him, and Dutton was absolutely spectacular 
in winning the lads. And this comes on the heels of you have to retire Barkley, one of the top horses in track history with his win percentage, uh, his thrilling victories, his uh, stakes wins ages two, three, four, and five. And uh, it had to be a sad day when you knew you weren't going to run Barkley anymore, Howard. It was. It's, uh, you know, it's like I tell my people, uh, you know, they, everybody hates to see a horse go wrong. And uh, I tell my people, if you drive a car long enough, you're going to have a wreck. So it's going to happen. You know, horses go 40 miles an hour out there, 45, and all they have to do is take one bad step, get pushed around by another horse, and and they go. So Barkley was a he was, if anybody is ever going to make a good step, it'll be him because he's got uh, confirmation pretty good, I think. So, but uh, he, and he has heart. You got to breed the heart. Heart comes out. And this horse has always had a little bit of things nagging him all the time, and he still runs. But it's tough in the barn. You come to the barn and you see him standing there, can't run no more. You know, and it kind of takes the stuffing yeah. out of you. So, yeah. and then everybody says. Well, it didn't take you long to get a replacement. <laughs> I hope I'm. I'm hope I'm not lucky in that and is a replacement. Well, but it'll take a pretty good horse to do it. Oh, of course, Barkley was uh, really just generational. A uh, tremendous, tremendous career. He was in that two-year-old crop of Gold Rush Dancer who won the Long Acres Mile. Mach One Rules, who was state champion at two and state champion older horse. Uh, second in the mile, so uh, Barkley was awesome, and uh, he has a, a future ahead of him starting next year, we're thinking. Uh, yeah, we're ahead of him to Stansted, so he can have some little Barkleys around here. <laughs> I, I'm i not sure where we're going to do it, but uh, it's like your my group, they want to they wanna stand him here. You know, they don't want to sell him. They don't want to do anything. They want to see him stand here and help the industry. Right now, we're short of mares and we're short of good studs, you know. So we got a few studs here, but they're all the same kind of blood. So Barkley gives them a whole new line. So I think it would be a good cross with most of the mares here. Barkley by Munnings, who is just impresses every year as a stud. He's by Spitestown Munnings, and Spitestown was a sprinter for the most part, but Spitestown sired routers. Barkley has sired sprinters, routers, turf horses, dirt horses, synthetic horses. Uh, Munnings has been tremendous. Barkley, a son of Munnings, uh, he sure, certainly has that going for him. And, uh, Vince, there's always a lot to talk to Howard Belvoir about. about. He's got Muncie in the Muckleshoot Derby on Thursday and For You Only in the Washington Oaks on Thursday. Uh, Muncie routed in the Gottstein last year off a stakes win. Is he going to be able to handle two turns? He's, by the way, a son of Munnings. Yes, I I think he will. Uh, Gottstein last year came up on a really bad racetrack. It was deep and slick, and uh, there was lots of horses. You'll see that they were spread out very uh, wide, and uh, I think there was a number of them that couldn't handle the racetrack, and I think Muncie was one of them. He's, uh, he's always been right there, and he always tries, uh, but uh, I think he can get the route. Okay. I think he'll lay right off of them and go. Good. It. Yeah, he's... Uh 
Muncie by Munnings again, and you've got Jennifer Whitaker up, and he's run against Unmatchable twice this season. He outran him in the Papa's Golden Boy Sprint victory of July 16th, and then just beaten a length and a half in the Seattle Slough, uh, finishing well there. So Muncie going two turns. Vince, you have him at 5-1. to one. And then uh, For You Only drew the outside post, which is no real problem in the Washington Oaks being a mile out of 16th like the Derby. And uh, she's going to go two turns for the first time. What about her possibilities of doing that well? Uh, she's uh, Jennifer Whitaker, which gallops her all every day. And uh, she gallops most of the good ones every day. But uh, she's uh, she's been begging to me for me to run her out hmm. all year. She says, this filly is just dying. She says, I can't pull her up after she works. And she keeps trying which is an indication they want to go a little bit further. So. Sure. But she's she uh, thinks very highly of this and go on. We're, we're in a bad situation if you don't have the one filly that's, uh, that's uh, daffodil sweet. Yeah. Because she's, she's uh, really looks like she's truly a nice filly. Boy. And uh, I've run second to her a couple times, and she's kicked my pants pretty good. So, uh, but you always, I didn't think the race would go. It ended up with eight, but, uh, everybody doesn't believe that she can maybe the only way you're going to beat her is if she can't route. So, yeah. And sure. uh, so everybody wants to run in the stakes. So including me, if I can win it. So, but, uh, it, it'd be a good race. Well, we mentioned the Long Acres Mile at the top of the show. It's usually not a Long Acres Mile without Howard Belvoir in there somewhere. You did nominate the press. Any chance uh, that seven-year-old gelding runs? I would have to help the card. I'd have to uh, fill the race for somebody else. If uh, Blaine's got a couple of uh, the strong was nominated, and I heard this morning that he's going to bring one for sure and maybe two, so... Uh, He's sitting on go with both of his and press on a, on his best day. He can get in the money, I think, but uh, he's got a long ways to go. I like to be active on everything, so I nominate him just in case something happens. So. Well, very the good. The, field, so. the press uh, state champion, three-year-old, and he's the same age as uh, Barkley, Mach 1 Rules, and Gold Rush Dancer. Gold Rush Dancer was in California that year. Uh, Barkley is not a Washington bred, and either is Gold Rush Dancer. But uh, he ended up beating Mach 1 Rules in the Washington Cup and uh, got state championship status for the press as a three-year-old. He's had an excellent career, so... Uh, Howard, yeah, uh, a lot of topics. You you flip the page, we flip the page, look at a race, look at an upcoming race, and there's a good chance Howard Belvoir will be involved. Uh, another tremendous season and lots of prospects on the line. Howard, uh, thanks for joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Good luck this week in the Oaks and Derby and uh, with all your runners. I want to thank both of you guys. You guys do a great job. Uh, you're a great um, great people for the industry. So. Well, thank I you, know. Thank you very much. Thank you, Howard. Thank you so much. We'll see you at the track. Howard Belvoir joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and actually the press 
was named after Vince Brune and Jacob Polowitz, who would make their rounds a couple mornings a week, uh, talking to trainers, getting news and notes, and he'd name the press after you two guys coming up to him every week. Well, we'd always correct him. He'd say, here comes the press, and we'd say, no, we're actually the media department. But he never got that distinction. He named anyway. the horse the press. And, you know, he always had a he always had an inkling it was going to be a pretty good horse, being out a jealous woman. It has been a very nice horse. It has. Yes, indeed. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and do much more. We have uh, trivia, we have stats, we have selections. We're also going to talk a little Kentucky Derby with T.J. O'Brien when we return on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in a state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit a national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest continues Oaks and Derby Week at Emerald Downs. First race on Wednesday at 2 p.m., Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. The stakes are on Thursday. And then a couple days after that is the Kentucky Derby. And again, Emerald Downs gates open at 7.30. We are open for full card simulcasting. So is the Muckleshoot Casino. Actually, the Muckleshoot Casino is open seven days a week for full card simulcasting. And uh, we're going to have limited capacity on, uh, well, every day for simulcasting. So if you want to come out and get a seat for the Derby, you probably should get here early. Uh, Our gates are opening opening at 7.30. First Churchill Downs race at 8 a.m. The Derby goes at 4. And the Kentucky Oaks, a great matchup there, goes at 2.45 local time. Hey, you know, uh, Vince, uh, this next fellow that's going to join us, uh, see him at the Quarter Shoot Cafe every Kentucky Derby Day for many years. Uh, comes out with his brother and some friends, and uh, he spends a lot of time, and he's been uh, successful in Derby Superfectas to the point where uh, there have been some really nice hits, and he puts a lot of thought into it. So I thought in this year, let's get him on. Actually, he's been on the Win Play Show several times before. His name is TJ O'Brien. He's a Seattleite, and he is joining us right now on Horse Racing Northwest. TJ, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Joe and Vince. Good to hear from you guys. Yeah, always good to talk to you. Uh, TJ puts a lot of thought into things. Again, he has been successful in the Derby. It's something you look forward to every year, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's starts in January typically and 
goes through May, but this year it's started in January, and here we are. Yeah, exactly. A little different. Yeah, we've got 17 entered in the Derby, and this year we're going to have the biggest favorite since uh, what? Point given, I guess. Okay, well, point given was, I think, even money. I think two to one. Oh, was, was he? He was two the last horse. Well, you get 20 horses, right? It's, oh, yeah. hard, it's hard to get down to even money, I think. So. Oh, I, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think I heard oh, I point th- given in 2001 was the last one, two, two to one or okay. less. Yeah. And then you, I think you got to go back to the 70s with spectacular bid uh, being odds on in the Derby. You know, yeah, back then it wasn't common, uncommon to have an eight or 10 horse field, but in the, in the 2000s, it's been usually 20 horses. Anyway, uh, let's start off with that. Uh, Structuring a wager of any type, can you bet with much confidence against Tis the Law in 2020, TJ? Well, I mean, you you really should have a backup ticket because mm-hmm. um, it's it's a race and yep. things things can happen. Well, I certainly hope nothing happens, but you know, you can have bad racing racing luck, um, saddle issues, and you you can name them at least a hundred issues that could happen. Um, but just based off of his pure talent, uh, he, he wins this race. He is a fantastic horse and it would take bad luck for him not to win it. I agree with you there. Um, and, but as you said, it's a race and we didn't have a Kentucky Derby winning favorite spectacular bid in 1978. Nine. Nine. That's yep. right. Slew in 77, and Affirmed then, in 78, and Spectacular Bid in 79, and then not till Fusay 2000, right? That's right. So it went to all the 80s and all the 90s without a favorite, winning the Kentucky Derby. And as TJ mentioned, it's a horse race. So Tis the Law is an awesome, awesome individual. He's better at three than he was at two, and he was a good two-year-old. So what are you thinking uh, Kentucky Derby wagering-wise, TJ? Well, I I think uh, with with him winning this race, you, you definitely have to get some value to run second. Uh, and there's there are a few horses in here, but there's none that I like better than Attachment Rate. He's morning line of fifty to one. I don't expect him to stay there, but I think Attachment Rate and New York staff uh, or New York uh, traffic um, uh, should give you some good value to run second. Okay, um, what do you like about those, those two? Attachment rate, uh, he's, you know, we're late in the year now, and uh, just from the, the grapevine, I've been hearing uh, Dale Romans has been keeping his cards close to his vest, but he's busting the buttons on his shirt at the same time. This horse has developed perfectly and timed everything perfectly, and you can kind of see it in his last race, um, but you really see it when you look at the, the thoroughgraph numbers. He's been running fours and fives, and he dropped down to a half. So he is, he has made the type of improvement that you want to see come into this race. And boy, if they're going to, if he goes off anywhere near 50 to one, I, a fun ticket would be to have kids with attachment and, um, you know, maybe a group of horses third and then hit the all button. So, uh, I, I really like this horse. Uh, I think New York traffic is another horse that, uh, is coming into this race. Uh, and, and just the timing is perfect. He's developing at the right time. So I, those two, I think, could fatten your ticket up if they run second. Um, after those two, I, I think Honor AP and and Max Player and Sullivante and King Guillermo are probably a, a group of horses that I would use um, in third third place and carry them down to fourth. Uh, so I, I, right now at this point, I'm just I'm just trying to get a grip on who the supporting cap is going 
CAS is going to be for TIS and then uh, uh, attachment rate and, and, and New York traffic. Uh, I, I, I'm really sold on, on TIS winning, and, uh, and I really like attachment rate and New York traffic to run second. Okay. So and you I'll could... be building... Go ahead. I'll be building. I'll be building behind them. Yep. And you, you know, for for people who haven't done this as much, um, you know, maybe a, a a trifecta where you play it a little uh, instead of a one dollar ticket, you play it a little deeper. You you take you know a couple horses and and you play it five times and and you spend thirty bucks and and uh, take tiz and put attachment in New York underneath and grab two or three more and and play it. Play it hard. Play play a little more extra money than you normally would, and go for a trifecta. I, the, the value is going to be in second place, and it's going to take a value horse to get there. And I think it's possible now with Art Collector out. Art Collector out of the Derby with just a minor issue there, but attachment rate a son of Hardspun who ran second in the Derby himself. Yeah, I remember that. I was on him against. Uh, Street Sense back in 06. Right. And yeah, that was a great race. Yeah. Uh, that was a great year for, and Curlin was a three-year-old that year. Curlin won the Preakness, so we like to digress. TJ's a historian as well. So, uh, yeah, you could get uh, a $1 Superfecta with 3 to 5 Tis the Law winning and attachment rate 50 to 1 morning line second, maybe New York traffic third or fourth. You could still get uh, a $1,500 Superfecta payoff for a dollar, couldn't you? I I think so. Now, payouts will be a little lower than usual because you will have such a heavy favorite and you, and you only have 17 horses. And as I found out, uh, Oh, I think it was the year that, uh, California Chrome won. And I had a, a pretty hefty long shot in second. And, uh, uh, it was, um, I don't know. It was Dallas. It was Dallas, Dallas's horse. Uh, uh Oh, uh, West Point thoroughbreds horse. Yeah. yeah, I remember that local owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I was expecting. Everyone said, "Well, how much do you think you hit the super for?" I said, "I think about 15. It came back in about high seven, almost eight. Wow. And I thought to myself, "Wow, that was a tip." And I looked back, and then I realized there were only 18 horses running that year, and it makes a huge difference when you have because that pot just shrinks, yep. even with one horse gone. But we're, We'll have three of them gone on this one, so it's still a great pool. It's still worth spending more to get than most pools, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So I'll I'll be going for it. That's for sure. I'm I'm probably going to take a stab at one of those uh, trifectas by playing twenty dollar tries. I haven't done that in a while, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think it might be worth a stab this year. TJ, you mentioned, uh, you know, I think we all agree, tis the law kind of checks all the boxes. And, and unusual this year, he's already proven at the distance, was it usually isn't, the, isn't <laughs> the case in the Kentucky Derby. But, but you mentioned a backup ticket. So I, th- you want to explain what that means? That means in, you, would, you would still be alive in the event tis the law somehow is beaten, correct? Yeah, if he, he is beaten, um, and again, that would be circumstance uh, that would probably beat him. But you definitely want to cover yourself for that. So uh, you don't have to go deep. And actually with him out of the – if he finishes out of first, second, or third, uh, boy, the the trifectas and, I mean, everything will, will pay through the roof. I might just play a try with him completely out of the money. Wow. Um, and, um, and then maybe have a backup super where he runs uh, second. Okay. Just, just out of a – so when I would – that would place attachment in New York traffic up top. Um, and then having him being able to salvage at least second place 
Um, so it, it just uh, it, it helps you in just in case there is that awful bad luck and he can't he can't get there. So um, it's it's worth doing. It's it's worth covering that base. So I'll I'll probably have a, a, a skinnier ticket back up and just you know sure. just in case you don't you know I I had actually a, a it was a five dollar superfecta and I keyed Bernardini. And um, and it was the Preakness and and uh, Barbaro, mm-hmm. and you know I, those two should have run one too. But we all know Barbaro had terrible luck that race, and I had twenty dollar tries, and they all would have hit. But Barbaro you know, obviously didn't finish the race, and um, it was a sinking moment for I think for everybody who was there. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, you it, it's. You go deep if you have to get skinny up top, and and just make your ticket a little thicker, and and you can still come away with a pretty good prize if you've if you've guessed right. So uh, it it can happen, but um, you definitely want to cover yourself. I might be a little bit high in estimating a fifteen hundred dollar super with uh, Tis the Law winning, but uh, TJ likes attachment rate fifty to one, New York traffic twenty to one to uh, be possible second place finishes to Tis the Law on Saturday in the Derby. You mentioned a few others that uh, should fill out or could fill out likely the third and fourth place spots. You didn't mention authentic or thousand words. A couple of Bob Baffert runners. Uh, what do you think of Baffert's two horses? Uh, you know, he's had much better. Um, and I, I actually, uh, authentic, I probably like better than a thousand words, but authentic, I have real big question marks on him because uh, his breeding certainly doesn't suggest that he's going to like this. But one advantage, he has two advantages that may help him achieve uh, getting over that hump, at least to hit the board, because uh, he has Johnny Velasquez, and he doesn't have... He doesn't have another front runner that has his speed. So I don't think he'll be alone. Storm the Cat will probably be with him, and it kind of just depends on how, how much he gets pushed. But with Johnny V up there, and if nobody challenges him, if he gets away with some sneaky numbers, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's where he could, I think, hit the board. Um, but you still have Tis the Law, New York Traffic, Money Moves, and maybe even King Guillermo breathing down your neck. Yeah. and. That can cause a horse to run faster than he wants it wants to, especially with Tis the Law. I mean, any whoever's up front is going to feel the heat from his nostrils. He's going to be right there when they start to move into that far turn, and uh, if they haven't gassed themselves out by then, they, they certainly will soon thereafter. I, you know, the the crazy thing about this race is though, I don't. There's not a lot of horses that are speed dependent that want that lead and have established that they can do it, you know, at, at longer distances. So there's a lot of closers. Yeah. There's, a, uh, there's more closers this year than I think I've ever seen. And, um, well, that's so, the way uh, it's set up for Bob Baffert in 2002 when war emblem won. Uh, yeah. you just kind of looked at the rest of the horses. They're all stalkers and closers really. And war emblem, uh, a recent purchase by Baffert, uh, went all the way up front and paid, I think 40 some dollars to win back in 02. TJ yeah. O'Brien, you say that. Yeah. Like you should have had that one and maybe you didn't that year, TJ. Cool. Well, you know, he came off, uh, Warren Emblem did run a great Illinois Derby. Mm-hmm. He, he came off that victory and boy, he was, he, 
he looked pretty pretty strong doing it. Now nobody, you know, in their right mind was saying, well, he won the Illinois Derby. He's obviously a, a going to be a great shot for Kentucky. That just didn't roll off anybody's tongue back then, and uh, it's not considered one of the top races. But he did he did prove himself at a mile and an eighth, and he did look really good doing it. Um, I you know I, I still have a hard time with his into mischief. Those are great horses at about a mile and a sixteenth, and you go much further, and they'll start to fade on you. So, anywho, I I, I still think you know, even though he doesn't have a lot of competition up top, he's got some pretty formidable people that are going to be right on his hips. I mean, yeah. I don't think Tis the Law is going to let him get away too far. Um, so he's going to hear that guy, you know, and, and Tis the Law. Uh, if he doesn't like the the pace up front, he he has enough talent to just go ahead and take over the race anyway. That's so, right. Yep, I I like a mid pack horse, um, and I like a few closers. Uh, I think Max Player's ready. Sol Volante is a big question mark. I've, I'm just I thought so much of that horse earlier, uh, and then he kind of had he went away. Uh, they trained him, and one thing that I I never forgot was this this trainer Bianconi said he's a turf horse that can run on dirt, and Churchill Downs does play really well for turfers. So it's something to keep in mind that maybe so Volante might be ready to refire. They gave him some time off. He's had some great works. So that, that's a that's a long shot, I think, that could sneak into the, the board as well. Yeah, he's run some good races for sure. Sol Volante, 30-1 to 1 morning line. TJ, thanks so much for your uh, outlook on the Kentucky Derby, and uh, certainly good luck to you. Uh, maybe we can do it uh, live on that there quarter shoot cafe in next year or upcoming but uh for now you are on horse racing northwest thanks man joe thanks much have a good decade here we'll talk to you guys soon thank you thanks tj o'brien joining us on horse racing northwest he's done well in his uh, derby superfectas and as you can see vince he's keeping track and he knows how to structure a ticket well and we mentioned we hadn't really dug deep on the derby yet this year tj has you could tell by that conversation I'll have a bet on King Guillermo, um, seeing that he's 20 to 1 morning line. If he's, he's anywhere near that. Now, he hasn't run since uh, the Bluegrass, which I think was May. So it's a three and a half, four months or something. But, you know, he, he ran in November last year. Then he came out and won that big race in Florida off a three-month yeah. layoff. Then he didn't run for another couple months, and he ran big in the Bluegrass to Nadal, ran yeah. second. So uh, he has a history of running off uh, being fresh. Now, this is a mile and a quarter being fresh. It's a tough task, uh, but I'd bet him at 20 to 1. He's owned by the former big league catcher, right. Victor Martinez, who has quite a group out to watch every time he uh, the horses run. And yeah, you're right, Joe. He This horse fires seemingly every time. There's this really cool video. I think it might have been on the Park Report where the camera is with right on the withers of the horse as he's working. And it really was almost like you felt like a jockey uh, watching the work. And he is a strong horse. You could get that feeling just watching it. Um, yeah, you know... Uh, Son of Uncle Mo. Yeah, and if tis the law, as we're saying, for some reason he doesn't fire, you, you could do a lot worse than King Guillermo. He's going to be he's going to be in the firing line early. Pretty darn good horse off several months now. Okay, thanks to TJ. And once again, gates open at seven thirty at Emerald Downs on Saturday for full card simulcasting. We do have a capacity in the on track level from the simulcasting area. So, uh, but you can get your 
your wagers down outside and uh, leave. You can come back, of course, and cash them. So let's uh, go onward. Um, how about trivia? Last week, our question was, uh, which trainer has the most two-year-old wins in one season at Emerald Downs? And uh, Doris Harwood's best of many fantastic two-year-old years was 2009, Vince, when she had 21 two-year-old victories. Wow. Yeah, that's. I remember those days. Very dominant. Yeah. yeah she had Knight Raider, who won three stakes. Koala Beach won a couple, won the Gottstein. Feels like rain, uh, who's the dam of somebody running this week. Um but we'll get to that maybe later. Until I find you, uh, 21 two-year-old wins in 2009 for Doris you know Harwood. Helped her get to the Hall of Fame. You know what else she had that year? She had a couple pretty good three-year-olds, yeah. Noosa Beach and Winning Machine. Wow, exactly. They ran first and third in the BC Derby, and Winning Machine won the Emerald Downs Derby as well that year. Okay, uh, so uh, William H. knew that answer. So did a couple others, but William H. won the drawing for the cap. He had Doris Harwood as our top two-year-old trainer in wins. This week's question, what's the worst previous race finish for a Long Acres Mile winner in the past 84 years? Who was coming off the worst placing and then won the mile? There is one horse that uh, he had the highest number of finishes previous last race before the mile so get that answer into trivia at emeralddowns.com and by the way is it in good is the only horse in mile history to win the race with only one previous start in the calendar year he won an allowance at del mar about two three weeks before the mile that year and of course mike pegram bob baffert came up and won the first mile at emerald downs with is it in good in 1996 okay here's a here's my stat of the week We've had 84 Long Acres miles, and 42 were coming off a win. 42 were not coming off a win. There's a stat for you. 42 uh, exactly were coming off a win and then won the mile, and 42 did not have a previous win. So that's an easy one. How about a stat from you this week? Well, I don't really have one, Joe. Well, I do have one, and that's in the, uh, I think, both... Well, let me go with the Emerald, or the Washington Oaks. Since okay. Daffodil Suite's probably going to be in front early, 9 to 24 of the winners of Washington Oaks led gate to wire. So what's that? About 38%, yep. I would say. Three and eight. Exactly. especially drawn in the two-hole, I think she goes to the front in that race. And odds-on favorites are four for seven in that race. Four for seven in the Oaks? In the Oaks. Okay. Okay, Daffodil Suite, three very easy victories. 22 and a half lengths combined, oh, and yeah, it hasn't been tested. Daughter of Minister's Wildcat out of a Lionheart mare. Yeah, and I did a little research. The dam was also a sprinter, but I'm sure you're hoping that Lionheart gives her some of the stamina on the, on the, on the bottom side. Lionheart runner-up in the 2004 Kentucky Derby, a triple-graded winner around two turns. So uh, Okay. Hopefully there is a little stamina there. Yeah. Okay. So there's Vince's stat reflecting on the Oaks. So one thing we have left to do, did you want to make a long shot pick in the Derby? Or do you no, I, yeah, okay. yeah, no, no I, I, I haven't done the research okay. on it. All right. Um, so Wednesday, I'm going to go to the ninth race on Wednesday's card, and I'm going to go to shoe game. 
I think this is a real wide open race. You know, uh, if you want, it's yes, coming it off is. a spectacular win. But boy, she had a really hot pace to run into that day, and she got the job done. One going away uh, would be no surprise if she ran that race back. But again, pace makes the race, and. Uh, uh, Indian Power was in that race behind If You Want It, and she was part of the fast pace. But you got Classic Leah in there. Um, Bo rocks uh, a little off the pace. Shoe Game has tactical speed. I just see her getting a pretty good trip. She's dropping in mm-hmm. class. She has one good race over the track. That was a sprint, but she is capable in two turns. So I'm going with 7-2 to two, Vince Morning Line, Manny Ortiz runner shoe game with Alex and I back aboard. You're right, Joe. That's a tough race. That you know, Not often in a seven-horse field, you have a 3-1 to one Morning Line favorite, but I, I mm. really struggled there, and I think I ended up with a 3-1 to one choice. So that race is uh, going to be very challenging for uh, pick five players. Okay. Who do you like on Wednesday's card? Wednesday, I went to race six. This is a two-year-old Phillies uh, maiden 25 claimers and uh, going five furlongs. And since Nucido's kind of the mm-hmm. sire du jour, let's go with Sunshine Beach. Uh, this is a Nucido filly. Um, she's shown really good speed in both of her starts. And uh, she was actually ahead of time for gold in her first career debut and yeah. got in some trouble in that race. And then I think another Frank Lucarelli, I think Patricia L. got her last time, and she was well clear in mid-stretch again. Uh, Jockey of the Week, James Wooten. Not going to be any great price, but I, this Sunshine Beach, she's pretty talented, so I think she's got a good shot in uh, race six on Wednesday. Yeah, two showed speed, both races. Uh, Sunshine Beach for Vince on Wednesday. Uh, go ahead and go on to Thursday. Okay, thir- a- Yeah, Thursday race four is uh, notable. We got the comeback of uh, Mike Mann's Gold. What oh, has he boy. done today, Joe, is the first anniversary of his 22nd Emerald Downs win, September 1st, 2019. That snapped the tie with uh, West Seattle Boy. Yep. And he makes his first start of the year in this race, but I am going to kind of commit heresy here and pick against them. I, you know, this is another one of those, these 10, it's 10,000 claimer, 12, five, if you're a Washington bred. And uh, these are really tough races around Emerald Downs. I'm going to go to our, our, one of our guests. So lucky for our Howard Belvoir trainee. I think the key here is going five and a half furlongs, um, uh, two wins and two thirds and four career starts at that distance. He's fired all three outs in the year, shortening from six and a half to five and a half. I think does the trick for so lucky. And I know there's a lot of speed in Mike Mann's gold, Malibu Bay. But I think uh, when uh, so lucky is sent, um, he's the fastest early. And I may, let's see if he can hang on this time. Okay. They traded wins, Mike Mann's gold, they and did. so lucky last year. Mike Mann's gold has, has run well fresh several times. He's training a storm up in the morning. Uh, you're just never surprised. I, I would have no runs. problem losing to him, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's just been... 22 wins at Emerald Downs from 54. And you've pointed out so many times over the years, look at the break between wins, seconds, and thirds. 22 wins at this track, five seconds, six thirds. I mean, when he fires... He's also in the top 10 in earnings at the track. 325 grand he's made. And of course, he is a multiple stakes winner here. Uh, I'm going to go to race number five on... Thursday and take, by the way, we have a stakes doubleheader Thursday, the Oaks and the Derby. Race five is Phillies and Mares at one mile. Tesla went one sprint to a route on August 20th. She was pressured all the way. She's in against similar company. And uh, as you know, we, she, we saw her win three straight races at a mile last year at Emerald Downs. 
She has excellent route speed. I think she's going to benefit from that. She was beaten three and three quarters behind Gazing, Semi-Sweet, and Little Dancer. She's in against all those again. Uh, I say Tesla does better this this time around, and she's eight to one morning line. Uh, Route-loving daughter of Papa Clem, trained by Alan Bozell, another Bozell runner we're picking, and yes. Jose Zanino back aboard. I think Tesla's Tesla's. I like that pick. Yeah, for eight to one. Okay, hey, horse racing Northwest. Lots of stuff this week. Of course, uh, we'll have more on the mile next Tuesday. We'll have the race drawn by then. But a uh, lot to do this week with the Oaks and the Derby, and uh, racing Wednesday and Thursday at Emerald Downs. Go to emeralddowns.com. Once again, Facebook Live for the draw of the 85th mile. Facebook Live this Saturday at noon. Thanks to Wes for getting us on the air. And our guests, Howard Belfort, TJ O'Brien, Joe Withy, and Vince Bruin for Horse Racing Northwest. <laughs>